Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Before we get to the show, a quick but I think compelling pitch. Do you know about our secret menu? It's a subscription tier of a thing or two, and it's where we share our shopping guides, answer reader questions, go deep on the trends we're seeing in food, fashion, and design, and just generally get into topics that excite us. Secret menu subscribers receive an exclusive newsletter every Thursday and also get access to all of our back issues and special resources like our baby registry guide and wedding registry guide. It's four bucks a month and you can cancel anytime. Sign up at a thing or two HQ.com to receive it as well as our endless gratitude for supporting what we do. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Srulo. If you want more where this came from and want to support us in general, head to a thing or two HQ.com and sign up for Secret Menu, which will get weekly access to members only content. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything at all, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. We did it. We only we had to it. read that intro six times before we got Ooh, it right. It's one of those. It's one of those. We did uh, it. The fact that we even have to read it after the number of times that we've said it aloud. <laughs> Do you read it? I read of it. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, good, yeah, good. yeah. You and I were reminiscing the other day about just the like really funny, tragic, specific phase of our lives during which we were in a perpetual fundraising mode for our business. Yeah. And it was like incubator programs or like, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. Like it was a period of like real startupiness. And we, it, it was really startupiness. It was also just a phase of startup culture that was really specific and that I think has hustle culture. Yeah. Hustle say. culture. It has changed a uh-huh. bit, but we were really, yeah, we were getting so much advice from every angle, some of it better than others. Some and of it better than others. <laughs> to euphemize. <laughs> but we did get one piece of advice that I would say was a good piece of advice. I just don't know that we ever put it into action, but maybe we internalize the philosophy behind it. I think that's right. I think we internalize the philosophy for sure. Can we say who gave us this advice? Yeah, because we want to give, so. give yeah. credit where credit is due. So we were fundraising and we oh we were introduced through one of these incubator programs to a mentor Divya Gugnani who has done so much she's like most recently probably known for being the co-founder of Wander Beauty. Yes. Yes. And Divya is like a very like 
go-gettery type that very just like leave it all on the table like mm-hmm. you know like that's like the personality just like say what you mean like all of that and we were fundraising and you know try and and there's just like the fundraising process is just so ridiculous and no one wants to make an offer until somebody else has made an offer and it's like just all just like fully 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 ridiculous well and we told her that we kept getting this question that we weren't sure how to answer people would say what terms are you looking for and she said to say why don't you make an offer and we'll let the market decide? Like you want the best terms possible. It's like not fair to ask you that question. Correct. You just say, why don't you make an offer and we'll let the market decide? <laughs> incredible. Absolutely incredible. We never had the nerve to say that to anyone. Like mm-hmm. how I wish we had. I th- and, but it also does just feel like this weirdly, like kind of broadly applicable thing. Why don't you make an offer and we'll let the market decide? Like about- it's so I, I good. Mean, obviously job stuff or right. whatever, but also just like- <laughs> Can kind you of- imagine what kind of a salary are you looking for? Make an offer. We'll let the market decide. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a little bit. It's like, so good. Yeah. Why don't you make an offer and we'll let the market decide? Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. how all of us should be approaching life, really. Exactly. 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 What kind of a husband are you looking for? Make an offer. We'll let the market decide. <laughs> right. It does just feel like a broadly applicable thing that we all yes. should be leaning into a little bit more than perhaps we do. The other piece of advice that we have like deeply internalized, and I would be absolutely mm-hmm. shocked if we haven't brought it up on this podcast. Oh, before. we definitely have brought it up on this yeah. podcast before. But like it's advice I give so it's like the most consistent piece of advice I give mm-hmm. um, to anyone. And it came up most recently. There was a conversation happening before I got on Zoom yoga about someone negotiating a rate for like a corporate yoga mm-hmm. thingy. And the teacher was like trying to sort of like include me in the conversation since I had arrived <laughs> to the class. And she was like, you know, just being like, what do you think? And I was like, well, I can't like, I can't help but share my like negotiating tip, which is when you're, you know, when it, the question is like, how much should you be charging for something or what is your rate or how, you know, what's, what's your salary ask the highest number you can say without laughing. Mm -hmm. And it's from Cindy Gallup who has so much good advice, buckets of good advice. It's always just the, the highest number you can say out loud without laughing. That's the answer. Because there's never a science to any of this. Heavens no. <laughs> it's just the highest number you can say out loud without laughing. And uh, so many And that's our, different from ev- for everyone. Yeah. And yeah, it's different yeah, for yeah. every situation and different for every client or job or whatever. But we have had friends say that this has made them bucket loads more money than they ever would have by, by just internalizing this advice. The answer to how much money you should ask for is always the highest number you can say out loud without laughing. It's very simple. We need you to call in if you use this and like tell us your learnings, like yes. desperate. Like we're going to need a voicemail about this one and any other wisdom that has just like done it for mm-hmm. you. Especially around negotiating. Yes, especially around negotiating. And especially I think as people are like thinking about new jobs, maybe moving mm-hmm. into new positions, all of that, what has made a difference for you. The other thing we have going on this episode, mm-hmm. What a thrill. We have Emma Straub on with her thingies. Um, Oh my gosh. She's going to have such good ones. I just know. I trust it in my gut. (sighs) You know it in your gut. So Emma Straub is the author of so many charming novels and her latest This Time Tomorrow is about 40th birthdays, the Upper West Side, aging parents, and time travel. It is a delight. It is like, it is, it just manages to do and be so many things. And I'm just, I was like extremely impressed while reading it and like extremely emotional at the end. And Emma is also the co-owner of the absolutely beloved 
Brooklyn bookstore, Books Are Magic. People, you know, pe- no, you yeah. know, Emma, you know, Emma. you know, Emma. All right, let's bring her on. Hi, Emma. Thank you so much for being here. Hello, you beauties. I'm so happy. I'm so happy to see your beautiful faces and hear your beautiful voices and to talk to you on your wonderful podcast. Oh my gosh. We feel the same. We feel absolutely the same. And we are like so thrilled to be able to tell people about this glorious fucking book that is just, I mean, I told you, I, I like stayed up reading it till like two in the morning. And then on my first thing on my to-do list the next morning was like, email Emma telling her how much I love this book (laughs) and that I laughed and that I cried. And I didn't think I was going to cry about a book that was like nineties nostalgia, time travel, blah, blah, blah. But here I am. Oh, what a joy. What an absolute Thank you. Thank you. When when were you writing this book, Emma? Was this was this early pandemic? I started writing as soon as I had childcare again, which mm-hmm. was I think October of twenty twenty. Yeah, and I was so ready. Yeah. to work. Mm-hmm. You know, I had been I had been just home alone with my then four year old and six year old you know, yep. since March, but also running a business. Well, I mean, as yes much as you could know, I mean, right. my, my husband, my husband was yep. at the bookstore like all the time. So I was, I was like really not running the bookstore. I was really just alone with the kids mm-hmm. and it was terrible. <laughs> I mean, as it was for everyone, as, you know, yeah. this is not a unique, no, but it, everybody's situation was different and some people's was worse than others. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, doing like, you know, virtual first grade and preschool <laughs> was pretty bad. And yeah, I mean, I just had no childcare for all those months. And then, so as soon as I had any time to myself, I started writing this book and it was the best writing experience of my life. Why? Mostly because I, I love to write. Like I love my job. I love that job and I hadn't been able to do it. And so it was satisfying just on that level. And then it was extra satisfying because it got me mentally and emotionally out of my house and into the place that I felt most like loved and supported and like safe and comfortable, which was like this version of my childhood home with this version of my childhood dad, you know, like when, when I, when I started writing this, my dad was in the hospital. And it was like, (laughs) you know, it was, it was, this is as close to memoir as I'm ever going to get. And yeah, it just felt so good. It felt so good. And because it was like crazy pandemic times where like, you know, I, we weren't talking to anyone, we weren't seeing anyone in person, I really could pretend that nobody else was ever going to read it. This time I really, I was really just doing it for myself. And it Mm -hmm. was, it was, it was great. Even though I I was like sobbing, you know, while writing, even though I loved that too. Did it make you want to change the way you approach writing the next time around? Like, does it make you want to take big chunks of time off from it so you can recreate that experience of like having it all Um, pour out of you? I mean, in, in, in certain ways, I mean, I guess in the way that like 
in a way that feels connected to my newfound understanding that like anything can mm. wait, mm. you know, and that, and that like nothing is urgent. Mm-hmm. I certainly feel like like everyone else, you know, the great resignation, whatever is happening. Like I definitely feel a different relationship to my various Hmm. jobs now than I did before, just because I feel like that like scrim of urgency has been removed. So in that way, yes, I do feel like my connection to this book is so deep mm-hmm. that like, I feel like my standards are going to mm. be a lot higher. Mm. Like I, and I, I say that, like, I love all my books. Mm-hmm. I love all my books and I am really proud of all of them. But like the fact that this one is so autobiographical and like means so much to me really does make me feel like, wait, so next, time I'm just like making it all up again. <laughs> right. You could tell reading it that it meant a lot uh-huh. to you. Like you could t- feel that emotional tenor come through and you could feel the like the processing of feelings uh, through the character. Yeah. It yeah. just, that all came through. Yeah. It is major processing. Like I was, so when I gave this book to my therapist, I was <laughs> like, it was so fun to give it to her because you know, she was the person who I talked to the most throughout the whole pandemic. And I'm like, I can't wait for you to see all of these things yeah. again. And like, so rarely does a therapist <laughs> wow. get to see like a final project. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Thank you so much to Beam for sponsoring today's episode. You know, Erica, we were just sort of lamenting how it's kind of a challenge sometimes on weeks like this week, which has been a hard one and what week hasn't been hard in recent history uh, to, you know, like just seem peppy or just be, be really, or authentic. to talk about anything yeah. to talk about anything really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and luckily for us right now, the one thing that I can really speak to authentically to, and that feels universally applicable to everybody is sleep issues because mm. uh, what's more American in 2022 than having sleep issues because the world is on fire. I don't know. And um, our country special, our country <laughs> special on fire. Our country especially is on fire. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I got to say, I'm not sleeping well. I'm excited about Beam Dream, which is helping me sleep better. And I think will help others sleep better too. Beam is the world's most innovative functional wellness brand with unique products for everything from sleep to recovery. And today our listeners get a special discount available for Beam's sleep product, Dream Powder, which is their best-selling healthy hot cocoa. It contains natural sleep-promoting premium ingredients, triple lab tested, no THC, and you wake up refreshed. 98% of people surveyed fall asleep faster when taking Beam Dream and 99% of people experience better sleep quality. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir, and enjoy before bedtime. Find out why Forbes and the New York Times are talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes like Danica Patrick and Baker Mayfield. Don't love it? Get your money back guaranteed. For a limited time, get up to 35% off when you go to shopbeam.com slash a thing or two and use the code a thing or T-W-O at checkout. That's shopbeam.com slash a thing or two and use the code a thing or two for up to 35% off. Thank you so much to Nutrafol for sponsoring today's episode. At some point a couple of years ago, Thomas like realized, I don't remember if I told him or, or like, if he just like figured this out from being a person in the world, how many celebrities have hair extensions. (laughs) 
<laughs> and just like how, like how much of their hair is not real. And uh-huh. so there was a period of time where we were like, where he would just like see someone and be like, does, does that person have extensions <laughs> or like whatever. And we went to a Shania Twain concert and he was like, but her and her hair looks amazing. I was like, that's extensions. And it was, just, it was just like mind blowing. Right. Like, because we Love are it. just surrounded by this like voluminous full hair, much of which is not real. Truly, I have to say, I there's like a crop of influencers and celebrities who have been very open about their extensions on Instagram, I feel like. And it yes. has really helped me because I had, I would say, more awareness of it than Thomas, but not that. Like, I just, it never <laughs> occurred to me that often. Yeah. And when people started flinging them around on social media, it was really helpful to me to be like, oh, that's what's going on. Got mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, well, if you are finding yourself in a position where you would also like thicker, fuller hair, but not really wanting to turn to extensions, maybe consider Nutrafol. <laughs> Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement. I use it. I have ever since I experienced postpartum hair loss after cam, it is clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, and metabolism through whole body health. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients and consistently effective dosages. You get the most reliable results in a clinical study. 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. Over 3,000 top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high-quality solution for healthier hair. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code a thing or two to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, get free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with the promo code a thing or two. What's the vibes? I'm EJ, head of special projects at DBA, and this is Who's On Content, a show that explores and dissects the influential, behavioral altering power of content through thought-provoking, culturally relevant, and industry-shifting dialogues. We're chatting with social media platform leaders, marketers, journalists, and content creators contributing to the content shaping the global society we live in. I mean, folks, let's face it. Content is everywhere. It's visual. It's audible. Hell, it's even edible. Go with me for a second. The content of your favorite restaurant informs the content of your Yelp review. (laughs) See what we did there? Tune in to hear who's on content. I really did use the book as as one of the ways to process what I was going through, which was, you know, the thing that we were all going through together. And also just the experience of having my father be very, very ill. I should say he's okay. He's all right. He's alive. He's about five blocks that way, probably watching MSNBC with his headphones on right now. So he's okay. But, you know, I was, I was processing a lot and, and, and it just all went it all went right in and, and hopefully in a way that feels authentic to that sort of pre-grieving, worrying space, which is to say that it's not all sad, you know, like it's laughter and tears. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Laughter and tears together and time travel, you know, <laughs> and, and time travel. That's <laughs> yeah. the autobiographical part. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Are you daunted by the idea of doing a big press tour for something so personal? emotional? No, no. 
I mean, you know, I, (laughs) I have the blessing and curse of like always being exactly the same. I think like you are who you are. I am who I am. And like, I am this way at the bookstore and I'm this way with the other parents at kindergarten pickup. And I'm this way in my press event, you know, like I'm, this is just what I am and who I am. And unfortunately I've yet to figure out like a way to become more professional. (laughs) And so I'm just going with it. I'm just going with it. And so like, and, and like, I'm always happy to talk about my dad. One thing that is interesting about this book and, and like this, this part of the book, like not, not the writing of the book, but the talking about the book is that when, I, when my first novel came out and I was doing press for the first time, people would often ask me about my dad because he is a not very successful novelist. Or, or, or like the headlines would be like about uh-huh. my dad mm-hmm. somehow, like it was always yeah. in there and I was really mad about it then. Right. Like, I was like, this, this has nothing to do with my dad. Like I wrote a book about like the Hollywood studio system and like, I am a whole person all on my own. Not to say like that the connections that I made in publishing because my dad did not help me get published because they absolutely helped in a, totally. a thousand ways for my whole life lead to multiple bestsellers and so. they don't right, write but the they books. don't <laughs> right yeah they don't they don't do either of those things yeah. and but but now writing this book i'm so happy to talk about it you mm-hmm. know what i mean like because mm-hmm. it's so i feel like i've done enough i've 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 had enough success on my own that it just feels nice. It just yeah. feels nice to talk. That's about so that. nice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that feels like a really meaningful full circle moment. Emma, did you bring some thingies with you? So many thingies. Okay, please. Good. Please. We're thrilled. Can't wait. So as I was uh, telling you before we started recording, I was mm-hmm. listening to your episode with Collier this morning. And one of the things that I loved about that episode <laughs> was you guys talking about how great Megan O'Connell is. And I agree. Great. The best. The best. One of the things that Megan O'Connell introduced me to are my underpants. <gasps> Tell us. A-R-Q. Is that what they're called? I... Oh, ARC. Yeah, ARC. Oh, arc. yeah. Arc. Such arc. cute underpants. Yes. I've never yeah. tried them. It's so yeah. cute, oh, yeah. I got Right now, I got a top and a bottom on. Do you wear the, the little tank tops or the little like bralette tops or both? Yeah. Like little, little, little tops, but the underpants are really where it's at. Really? It's, are they cotton? They're cotton. They are enormous. They're like, (laughs) they can meet your bralette if you want them to. Like really there's like, I'm going to say, I'm going to say there's three and a half inches there. Uh Okay. That's a lot. It's they're wonderful. I love them. I have them in so many colors. I just like, they just make me feel happy. They started making other, other, other underpants like that are mm. not enormous. And I feel somewhat betrayed. Mm. I'm like, no, 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 We yeah. agreed. We agreed <laughs> that that was not the path. Someone else will do little underpants, that is not the but path. that's not your lane. Yeah. 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 Do they ever show above your waistband? Cause they're so big. 
Sometimes, yes. Yes. Sometimes, okay. yes. But maybe that's part I of the look. decided that it's like, you know, it's like Marky Mark and his talent. <laughs> yes, exactly. exactly. I exactly. love this. In fact, I was at, I was at the Brooklyn, at the Brooklyn Book Festival this fall. Min Jin Lee and I were sitting there signing books and talking to people. And this young person came up and I could see she had a little, <laughs> a little thing peeking out. And I was like, I have that too. And then we had this whole conversation about our underpants. I lo- But you had noticed her bra or her underpants? It was her bra. But then okay. we were like, we were you just were pulling things out from every, we si- every side. Each other yeah. Everything. Okay. I and love it. It was like, wow. <laughs> I did not know that was going to happen. Is your underwear drawer all arc? Or do you also have the ones that when you run out of arc, you're like, oh, yes, yeah. I have to wear this now. Yeah, no, there, there's like a there's like a stash of Uniqlo. Yeah, yeah. because I just, I want to know like at what point in our lives we get to be like, we only want to wear the good ones. Is yeah. that, is it like when we stop menstruating? I yeah, guess? maybe. Like, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But also the good ones, it's like the ones that were the good ones fade into the last good ones. Yeah. There's, there's a it's life true. cycle involved. There's like yeah. the yeah. fraying yeah. elastic, you know, component yep. of all of this. Yeah. 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 Yes. There's <laughs> yeah. a continuum. There's a for continuum sure. For and sure. Are, are you matching the tops to the underwear every day? <laughs> no, 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 no. Erica that, does. You scoffed. Erica does it. I mean, oh, mostly. No. Mostly. <laughs> but I'm mostly like also just buy black bras and, you know, that goes with most, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I would say I am, I am not a matching person yeah. yes. by nature. Mm-hmm. Like a print mix is what Love. makes me happiest. Right. But I do have ones that I, I guess I do have ones that I feel like go, go together. Yes. Like a pink and a red. And do you Love try that. to save those to wear together? No, 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 no. No, okay. I don't. I'm okay. not a planner. It's just happenstance. Yep. Great. Okay. I'm not a planner. Great. I'm a reacher and a grabber. <laughs> I love it. And a putter on her. <laughs> what else are you excited about? I have recently um, decided that I believe in skincare. Mm. Okay. Like I, for, that was a late in life thing for me also. I think there are, <sighs> there are those of us who like, by whatever stroke of luck, never really had pimples. Like I, I mean, I had pimples, but like, I, I always had pretty clear skin. It was never like a problem. It was never a problem. So I never was like on the Accutane or the whatever. So like, I always just like washed my face with like soap or like Noxzema splash water and then oil, my oil of Olay beauty fluid for my whole life for like 20 years. And (laughs) and just like when I turned 40, all of a sudden I looked at my face and I was like, wait a second. Like there are things that are changing here that I did not sign on to. And I don't mean wrinkles. Like Mm -hmm. I am fine with wrinkles. It was, it's really like the The texture, the actual skin texture. Yeah. Yeah. And so I went to get a facial (laughs) Where did you get a facial? I went to Rescue. Yes, they did the a best. great job. The best in the biz. Because Jenny Han and Mary H.K. Choi told me to. And I was like, well, yes. Those two know what they were absolutely about. right. They <laughs> know everything. But because I listened to podcasts like this one and like Poog and like other podcasts with smart people who talk, who occasionally talk about things mm-hmm. like this, I had heard some of these words 
but it was so satisfying. So this very uh, stern, but kind woman, this is what you want in, in an Mm -hmm. esthetician. She talked me, she talked me to the whole thing. And then I spent an ungodly amount of money. But the thing that I bought that I love the most is the biologic recherche P50. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what my stern, but fair new friend told me as she was applying it to my face after the floor resurfacing and the, like all the other things, <laughs> there was like a floor resurfacing. And then there was like a tiny vacuum. Ooh, the like d- the dermabrasion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that thing's wow. weird. Yeah. Ooh, I loved it. Yeah. I loved it so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. But what she said to me, she was like, you'll notice the smell. And I was like, ungodly. Okay. It is it, it, like, there's a slight funk. It's a slightly funky smell, but I do love the way it makes my face feel. You do? It hurts. Yeah, I love it. I love it. This is interesting as a skincare noob though. This isn't like, you know, if you haven't been torturing your face for years, it's surprising that you like the feel of the torture. Well, I, I, I do. I like it. I like it because I feel like I can tell that it's doing something. We, I mean, this is a life style of if it doesn't hurt, how do you know it's working? And that, and (laughs) you either are one of those people or you're not, and it doesn't matter whether or not it's about skincare or something else. Yeah. I mean, the, the other, the other skincare thing that I definitely don't think does anything, but I fully, fully subscribe to and, and does not hurt are the under eye like mm. stickers, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Peter Thomas Roth under eyes, eye mask thingy that look like uh-huh, sort of sea slugs uh-huh, that you uh-huh. yes. on. I love those. I love them so much. And they just, they make me feel calm. It's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I don't know. I love them. I love them so much. I don't think they do anything, but I will say not to name drop, <laughs> but when I was several months ago, a cameo in um, Reese Witherspoon's movie, that new rom-com that she's making for oh, I'm Netflix. sorry. <gasps> I'm sorry. And you were playing yourself. Yes, I was myself. Well, that's oh not name dropping. This is just incredible content. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so the, the short version of it is that Reese Witherspoon sent me a direct message on Instagram that was no, like, no, stop. I'm, I'm here in Brooklyn. Like, I want to come to your bookstore. And like, what are you doing tomorrow? You should come be in my movie. My stomach is like flipping as if it just yes, happened no. to me. As if it just happened to me. What? And then she was like, and I'll come to the bookstore. And I was like, okay, great. And so I like, I go, I got this message at like 8.30 in the morning as I was walking to drop my child off. This was in the fall. It must've been. Anyway, I was walking to kindergarten and then I walked home and I was like settling in to work here at home. And then I got a message, another message from her saying, we're on our way to the store. And I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. I have never moved so fast in my life. I ran down the stairs. I like, luckily I only live a 10 minute, 10 minute walk from the bookstore. I got there in like, I would say six and a (laughs) half minutes running in clogs, which is not easy. Uh And, Mm -hmm. and then Reese Witherspoon swept in and it was, I mean, it was like an out-of-body experience. It was wild. Had you had any rapport with her up until this point? Had she like, did you have a professional relationship with her company? Anything? I have had several meetings with Hello Sunshine. Right. So I had met 
I'd met several of her executives before, but but no, you and she were not pals. And did you have to cancel plans in order to do the cameo? I mean, nothing, (laughs) nothing serious, nothing important. Well, anything was worth canceling. I'm just wondering how stressful it was to be like, I have to rearrange my entire life. Not remotely stressful. I was like, I will be there. You tell me. And then, (laughs) and then there was like an optional part where it was like, okay, like, Cause it was me and a few other writers and including, including Min Jin Lee. It was like me and Min Jin Lee, Jackie Woodson, Morgan Entrican, who's the publisher at Grove, Mateo mm-hmm. Ascapor, mm-hmm. who's like, yes, who's also been on this podcast. Um, and Amanda Brainerd, who is a sweetheart also. So, and then they were like, okay, you guys can go, or you can stick around to do the other scene. And Min and Jackie Woodson were both going to like the pen gala or something that was that night. And so they were like, bye. And me and Mateo were like, we are staying until they (laughs) because the more we're in it, the less likely they can cut us out completely. Exactly. You got to up your chances. Exactly. Okay. And so, so now we're getting to the part of the story that is actually relevant, which is that (laughs) Mateo and I are standing there and we were like, oh my God the most beautiful person I've ever seen is walking towards us. What is happening? And Jesse Williams, who has been in the mm. news today because someone took naked pictures of him on Broadway, which I did not click on because I respect and him. And you now know him. Um, You're basically peers. <laughs> we're peers. We we acted together. So he, he Colleagues. walked up and he was yeah. wearing the gold under eye wow. sea sluggy things. And I was like, okay, so those do work. <laughs> Because look at your face. I love it. It's literally perfect. <laughs> That's my thing. Thank you so much to Shopify for sponsoring today's episode. In ye olden days of like 2010, Claire, <laughs> yes. when uh-huh. when we were developing of a kind and trying to figure out like, how are we building a website? And like all of these things, what, what e-commerce platform are we going to use? How is this all going to work? I feel like there were like three or four options at that yes. point. And you were like, you know, you'd make a spreadsheet and you'd like check off, like what are the features and what mm-hmm. are the pros and cons and whatever. And we landed on Shopify like very ecstatically and, and we're on that platform for nine years. But now I feel like everybody's just like, oh, duh, Shopify. Like there's oh, not. Yeah. You don't ask yourself. Well, because businesses like the super tiny, like side hustle businesses use it and the really big businesses use it. And exactly. so you're like not asking yourself, have they figured it out or should I do something else? You're like, no, everybody's using it. This is the one I should be using too. It's the go-to. And I have to say also as a shopper, it's just so nice to like hit that Shopify checkout page. And And know exactly what the interface, what that flow is going to be. Cruise right on through. I love it. I love it. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business so that upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility with a million milestones and constant evolution needs as we experienced of a kind when we would constantly just be like, well, now we need this feature and now we need this bell and that whistle. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond from first sale to full scale. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two, all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and to get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash a thing or two right now. That's shopify.com slash a thing or two. Thank you so much to Cozy Earth for sponsoring today's episode. 
I am like, we're in that weather where I'm like, am I turning the AC Mm. on at night? Am I like, and there are like a lot of fights, you know, like we both have these household issues of like, are the windows being left open? And like, how are we dealing with this? And it's, it is like consistent. Am I taking the down comforter off? Am I putting just a little sheet? Like whatever. It's just, there's a lot of, a lot of like math. I feel like it's a lot of like trying to temperature regulate, but like it changes day to day. I'm nodding emphatically on the side of things. Exactly. And I just like, I'm, it's always too hot or always too cold. And there's like no way to manage it in the space itself. So I feel yeah. like you'd have to manage it with the bedding. You do. And here's the thing, Cozy Earth, they make this bedding and the entire founding story is all about how this married couple slept at different temperatures and needed to find <laughs> sheets that would like work for both of them. So Cozy Earth develops and crafts high quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth so that you can get the restorative sleep you need to make your bed your sanctuary and recharge from the comfort of your home. Cozy Earth is made from soft and sustainable viscose from bamboo fabrics and it is softer than cotton. Their sheets are temperature regulating, which means they'll keep you cool and comfortable all night long. And they've been on Oprah's favorites list four years in a row. Cozy Earth has a 10-year warranty on all their products and offers 100-night sleep tests. You can try it for 100 nights, and if you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. Cozy Earth provided an exclusive offer for our listeners today. Take 35% off site-wide when you use the code of thing or two at CozyEarth.com. That's CozyEarth.com. Use the code of thing or two for 35% off site-wide. Thank you so much for supporting the sponsors that make this show possible. What else you got? What else did you bring? (laughs) I like already. If you're laughing already, we want it. (laughs) No, no. I mean, I'm laughing because it's like horrific allergy season. So I literally put Flonase on here. We don't have to talk about Flonase. Who doesn't want to hear you? Ma'am, we've talked about Zycam endlessly on this podcast. I love Zycam. I mean, I won't make us talk about it again, but everybody wants to talk about allergies. I feel like I'm the only person in the world, knock on wood, without seasonal allergies. And but everybody yeah. wants to know. I love Flonase. I love Flonase. And I feel good recommending Flonase because I was listening to one of my other favorite podcasts, Who Weekly. Mm. Of course. And yes. they were talking about how Jessica Simpson just did an advertisement for Flonase. And it it sounds, it sounds sort of like someone has like just like given her a sheet of paper to read that she's never seen before and she reads it and you know <laughs> then she gets paid however many dollars by Flonase and Lindsay and Bobby were discussing why she would why like a literal billionaire would do such a thing and I was thinking about it and like I too would do an advertisement for free for Flonase I just like I think that when you really <laughs> believe in a product Yes. It doesn't matter. It's not about the money. Yeah. Some people don't know. You, yep. you want people to know. You want people to know. You want to, you want to deliver information to the people. <laughs> Can I ask you something about, I feel the exact same. <laughs> Clearly we, we've built our, most of our careers around the entire same feeling. Unfortunate or otherwise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely not getting paid enough for it. Have you tried the, the local honey? Yeah. Thing? I don't know. I mean, honey, what, what, what fun is that? Yeah. Fair. <laughs> have you Fair. tried shooting honey up your nose? No, I have never. Put honey up my nose. Is Flonase one of the ones that you shoot up your nose? Yes. Yeah. Oh, but then the feeling of it dripping down the back of your throat. And again, again, I'm like, that's working. Also, Claire, the Zycam that coats your mouth okay. in chalk is like uh, not that. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Yeah, I no. But it's I, true. Do the, I do the, I do the, the swabby Zycam. 
Yeah. No yeah, swabby. Yeah. Wait, wait. I want to I want to give you another fun one. Um you didn't think Flonies was gonna be fun, but it was fun. So <laughs> I don't know if you're the best judge. <laughs> Let us judge. Okay. Well, so I have two more right. and they're related, which okay. and they have to do with quantity. So I I require many, 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 many fluid ounces of my preferred caffeinated beverages every day. It's either hot English breakfast tea or iced tea if it's warm enough, which I make myself. And so I have a few, not enough, but a few Helen Levi mugs Uh that are the most beautiful mugs in the world. They hold, I'm just going to guess, I'm going to guess it's 30 ounces. It might not be. They feel enormous. And that makes me feel like secure in my caffeination. Like taken care of. Like taken care of. Yes. And I will drink like, it's like me and like the bottomless Bloody Mary brunch all day long, except it's just tea. And then what I, what I discovered a few summers ago is that like in the warm months, that's how I go through iced tea also. And so I bought myself a pitcher and I make iced tea in the morning and then it's in the refrigerator. And every time I need more, it's like I have provided this gift to my future self. And it's so satisfying. Do you brew the iced tea hot or cold? I brew it hot. Uh With English breakfast? With English breakfast. What brand? Twinings. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't feel an allegiance necessarily, although I guess that is just what I buy and I drink every day. So I should probably examine that relationship. (laughs) How do you feel about PG tips? Not Uh, great. You know, we have a box of it. We have a box of it Uh at the store. And so sometimes I'm, I, I, I have to drink it. It doesn't feel like Mm, the, the proper substance. Yep. That's fair. That's fair. And when I'm at the store, like I feel so wasteful because I go across the street to the bagel store to buy an iced tea and it's like $3 and it's like, well, and it's mostly ice. Oh, it's just disappointing. And I'm like, but I need more than this and I can't have it because what am I going to do? Keep going across the street? No. So it really only works when I'm at home working. It's not keeping you up at night? No. And you don't drink coffee at all? I don't drink coffee at all. Interesting. I tried it. I tried it as a youth. Didn't speak to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, tea's a better way to go. I think so. I guess. For a while, I was cold brewing tea, which you can like do. You can just throw the tea bags in the cold water in the refrigerator and overnight it brews. And I was doing like cold green tea, which was really satisfying. Should I do that? How was that? Should I do that? I think it's worth trying. I think it's worth trying. I was surprised it it brewed in cold water because I feel like my instinct is that, no, of course it's a hot water thing, but apparently it's cold water in time, you know? Okay. Yeah. I have a, I have a brand recommendation of this tea that Nunshin, it's N-U-N-S-H-E-N. I'm pretty sure they have an Earl Grey it's really good. I had it once at a fancy hotel. They had Mm. it in their rooms. And since then I, it's, it's, it's a, it's a treat. It's a real treat. You give it a shot. If you're, you're feeling like you need to step or just like, you know, examine the relationship with twinings. See if, see if it's like one. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Test your loyalty. It is like, you know, I don't know about twinings, but, but I feel like tea companies 
it's like, there's always a secret cult there. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like celestial seasonings. That one. Well, that one like, I don't trust. Yeah. I didn't know there was a secret cult behind oh, yeah. celestial oh, seasonings. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. missed this. Oh, yeah. Oh, What's yeah. the you story? Gotta... The name is celestial seasonings. It's very culty sounding. Because <laughs> our hero product yeah, is yeah. Sunny time tea. Mm-hmm. And, and that you just said yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was just like sleepy time, celestial. It's all related. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I, without, without a quick Google, I can't, I can't give you the cliff's notes because I don't remember, but what I just remember is like, I don't know. I I feel like if in, in, perhaps this is a terrible thing to say, or perhaps this is just an honest thing to say about large companies in America. But I feel like if you, if you dig in Really, if you look closely, you're going to find either some like, you know, like horrific, you know, sort of fascism, mm-hmm. white supremacists mm-hmm. or cults, you know, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. That's it's yeah. just sort of mm-hmm. baked in one or the other or both. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, OK. So the founder was also an avid believer in a new age Bible called the Urantia book. There you go. OK. It's like a little bit Dr. Bronnery, oh, but mm. less charming. OK, there's <laughs> right. Yeah. But yeah, there's huge, there's eugenics. Yeah, yeah see, there you okay. go. It's got all yeah. of it. It's got all of it. So all the hits. All okay. the hits. But that's not finding Something about purifying yeah, the planet. Okay. I'm getting all, yeah. I'm getting yeah. all the highlights. Yep. yep, there you go. Wow, I had absolutely no idea, but I'm glad to have been informed. I just thought you were talking about the MLMs because there's some TMLMs Oh, I bet there, there are. That was supposed to be yeah. my fun one. Sorry. And I <laughs> That was fun. Cults and white supremacy. Apologies. Yeah. Apologies. We got right to eugenics, which is not where I meant to go. <laughs> you didn't think there was going to be a straight line between that and eugenics. But there was. Not. Can we ask you one last question? Of course. What's the last book you've read that you've just been like so overjoyed by? Okay, this is actually very easy. So Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow by Gabrielle Zevin. It comes out in July. This book, this book. So if you love Cavalier and Clay mm-hmm. by Michael mm-hmm. Schumann, or if you loved The Interestings by Meg Wolitzer, loved. you are going to flip out. Or or if you ever loved The Oregon Trail. Well, that's everyone listening. Yeah. You are going <laughs> to love this book. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a platonic love story between these two sort of misfit teens, and it follows them for decades as they become uh, video game designers who work together. Mm. And it is, it's amazing because you can, you can look at it as like a book about friendship mm-hmm. or, or partnership or work or video games or disability or like there, there's so many different lenses through which one could read this book and really love it. I loved it so much and it made me cry so much that I had to keep stopping because I was reading it <laughs> like in public places. And then I would be like, I am crying too much <laughs> at this restaurant. Yeah. 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 This it surpassed not- the appropriate level of restaurant crying. Yeah. Yeah. So I, so I would, I'm mean, like, I have to. <laughs> it's sounding a little bit to me like the animators too. You know, I never read the, I did not read the animators, but yes, it I sounds that way. And that everyone yeah. 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 I should read that. That, that is one where I just think who boy, like just give it the Pulitzer prize. I love it. Yes. So Emma, this <laughs> was an absolute joy. We loved having you so much. 
This Time Tomorrow, if you haven't read it yet. Oh my God, you so have much. to. It is just so wonderful. It's like, it's all the feelings. It's all the feelings. That's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially to our wonderful producer, Ali Slice. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. And if you have ideas for our show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com too. If you love the show, consider supporting it by signing up for a secret menu also at a thing or two HQ.com. 